0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Woodhouse offers confidence as your trusted auto partner. With 18 brands and 16 convenient full-service dealerships, you can easily shop the latest models, discover a pre-owned vehicle that meets your list of must-haves, or conveniently maintain your current vehicle and our knowledgeable and local team is ready to help providing you the solutions to get you on the road faster whether online at woodhouse.com or in person experience the difference with Woodhouse a trusted auto partner since 1975 personal branding was mainstream now it's not so I feel like it's time to really address this thing again man on a different level because we got to talk about what's going on in the world and how your personal brand is impacted by it Welcome in to the personal branding playbook. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the five key elements to building a strong personal brand. And I recorded one of these episodes years ago, man. It was a long time ago. And I think it's time for me to record another one, mainly because the world has changed so much and things have really shifted. And I think the truth is, in 2018 or 2019, that's when personal branding became kind of mainstream. And it was kind of a fad, kind of how it was kind of around the same time when entrepreneurship became that fad kind of how now think of it like now how everybody's into investing in crypto not saying it's a bad thing it's just when things become mainstream i think the definition of it can really really be skewed um like the meaning of it just really changes based on who says it um i think now a good sign that something is mainstream and it's like just getting out of hand is when you go on clubhouse and you see rooms about it like that's a good sign that things are getting chaotic like now when i go on clubhouse and there are rooms about podcasting i see some people who have never had a show who it's kind of how when marketers get a hold of things man it just goes crazy because they're so focused on making money from it they don't care what they have to do to make money they don't care what it looks like they're just focused on trying to sell some product, some kind of course you know, and again, I would say podcast hosting and definitely podcast guesting are mainstream because of what happened last year with COVID. Now, podcasting is it's super mainstream, um, the same as personal branding was years ago. So now we reached a point where personal branding isn't as popular as it used to be, but obviously it's still very important. Um, I just wanted to circle back and talk about this because it has not been talked about um, very thorough in a long time, and I think it's still very important. You know, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, if you're a freelancer, your personal brand is extremely important. Honestly, even if you're a founder, like if you're a founder of a startup, your personal brand is important. When you go to talk to VCs and you're pitching your company to, you know, get a, a big investment, the venture capitalists are looking at you like, well, we like, we, we invest in you. That's kind of the cliche you hear all the time is we invest in people, not products, not businesses or whatever. So obviously personal branding is very important. It's just, again, I think we reached a point where it was so much hype around it that it stopped being main It it just stopped meaning something, you know? Like as soon as Instagram models are talking about it, it's like, come on, we we gotta kind of pivot a little bit. (laughs) Like having the Instagram models talk about they gotta protect their personal brand, it's just, that's a little chaotic, man. So. I want to break down the five most important things and you will be shocked to hear number one, but I'm going to go from five to one. So make sure you stick around until to the end. If you want to hear the number one key element to building a strong personal brand, number five is having revenue streams, right? How are you going to make money from your personal brand? I think this is very, very important because most people wait until they have some kind of audience or something to figure out how they're going to make money. I think that's the wrong way to do it. You know, for me, I had to start focusing on podcasting first. I had to get really, really deep into podcasting for at least two years before I really figured out how to make money there. But um, in the beginning, I knew what my revenue streams would be. I knew when I first started podcasting that I wanted to have my own software for podcasters. I knew that maybe my third week doing it, I'm like, i gonna make money some kind of way. I don't know how to build apps. I don't know how to code, but in due time, I'm going to have my own platform. That was always the focus. It was always the goal. Um, I also knew I would make money from sponsorships. I knew I would make money from partnerships. Um, I knew I could be a paid speaker, you know, so I knew my revenue streams as soon as I um, decided what I wanted to do, you know, so I think really you got to decide on, on your revenue streams a lot sooner. You know, don't wait until you have this massive audience and then try to go and build something. You know, I think that sounds good in theory, but then you get into a situation where you might only be able to make money in certain ways in that specific niche or market, you know, like some people may want to do consulting for these kind of specific clients, but those people don't usually pay for consulting, you know, so it just wouldn't make sense. So you got to understand the revenue streams and how you want to make money early on also because that really determines how you put in work, how you position yourself going forward. You know, if you want to be a consultant, there are certain things you need to be doing. There are certain things you shouldn't be doing. You know, for example, if I want to be a consultant for small businesses, I need to be going to networking events. I should be heavily on LinkedIn, stay away from Instagram and uh, Twitter um, and really focus on LinkedIn and not even Facebook. Focus on LinkedIn. But if you're just like, oh, well, I kind of want to work with small businesses. I don't really know how to make money just yet, but that's all I want to do then you'll be one of those people that are trying to be active on every social platform. And that just doesn't make sense. You know, you'll be wasting a lot of time. Um, And another mistake I see people do is say, well, I'm going to put money into Facebook ads. It's like, you don't even know how you're going to make money yet. So how are you putting money into ads? It just it doesn't make sense. So in the beginning, I was saying the first three months of you building that brand, you got to figure out how you're going to monetize it. Like, how are you going to make money from, you know, this niche, this market that you're in? Now, number four is networking. Networking is obviously important because that's how you get your personal brand off the ground. You know, you can be doing all kind of great things behind the scenes and know all of this stuff. You could be reading the books and testing things out. But your personal brand isn't going to get to the next level until you start shaking hands. That's just a truth. And I can say this from personal experience. Um, I've been podcasting for six years now. The first two years, I was pretty much unknown by the big players in the industry because I wasn't out talking to people. I wasn't at events. I wasn't interviewing them. I wasn't being interviewed. You know, I didn't try to get any publications or anything like that. I focused solely on building my skills up, which I will say is not bad. But if you want to scale, you need those relationships, because once you get a cosign from three four five top players in your industry now you become a peer of theirs you know you become somebody that can sit at the table next to them instead of in the crowd you know and that's a transition you want to make as soon as possible now i know a lot of people are scared no i don't want to do this yet and i got to do all these things first which is true i understand i do think when it comes to being an industry leader i'm doing air quotes that you should be patient with that um I, i think a lot of people rush that you know, rush being industry leader, and they kind of skip networking. You know, because if you like proclaim yourself to be an industry leader, but you don't know any other industry leaders, that's a red flag. Because now they're gonna look at you like, wait, who is this new person in our market? And and, and I know people from the outside always look at it as hating or something like that. That's not what it is. It's just that the reality is you don't have the credibility to be that. Like I've seen people on Facebook, a lot of the marketers since podcasting has become mainstream. Some of these people that. Don't have a show. I've never had a show. Maybe you've been a guest on a few podcasts are now selling books and courses and coaching programs on how to launch a podcast. While I, I get it, I'm not knocking your hustle. Other people that have been in the podcast industry for years, this is their main industry. This is what they do. are looking at you like, wait a second, you haven't been here. You haven't put in this work. You haven't seen the industry trends. You know, you, you haven't been in the trenches with us when people weren't talking about podcasting every week. You were not present for that. So it's ironic to industry leaders to see you doing that, you know, so I will say don't rush that process of trying to call yourself industry leader. And honestly, you should even call yourself that really like to be to be real. I'm going to just say that if you got to call yourself something it's probably not true. Like, let's be real when you're an industry leader, other people are going to call you that or you will have a lot of signs telling you that like you'll be speaking at the top events. You'll be invited there. You'll have the other winners talking to you. They'll want to interview you. You know, it's just certain signs from being a leader in an industry. Now, don't take offense to that. Don't be upset with it if it takes you a bit longer. You know, don't take it personal. Just understand that's part of the growing phase. You know, you can't really you can't skip the line with this when it comes to specifically this digital world that we're all in now you gotta put in the work and, and really you gotta put in the time like you don't expect to show up and then in just a few short months like four months you're immediately at the top of the rankings because really whenever we see that most of the people that are up there are full of shit like let's be honest they're bullshitters they're scamming somebody and they always fall off and in, in, uh, uh, just as quickly as they rose Right. So be very patient with that. But network, go to the event, shake hands, build relationships, all of that stuff. If you have a podcast, interview people. If you don't have a podcast, still have meetings, talk to people, see what they're doing, support them. That's going to help you a lot. Now, number three is to build your skills. Number three, the third element to a strong personal brand is to have skills. One thing you have to remember when it comes to skills is your skills must align. And when I say a line, I mean, they need to complement each other. It makes no sense to have the skills of a podcaster and a blogger and a writer. And I mean, in, in, in theory, it sounds good. Like when I say that, the average person says, well, why wouldn't you want to think of it this way? To be really, really great at something is going to take you, I would say, five to eight years. You know, it's going to take five to eight years to really become good at something so good that other people look at you and say you're really good at this. It's going to take five to eight years. Now, if you're trying to be really good at blogging, YouTube, podcasting all at once, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to grow a strong brand and be recognized for something. It's going to be very difficult for you to build all the skills that are necessary to be great at one thing. So if you're trying to do all of these different things at once, think about how hard that is. That's really really difficult. And you don't want to be that person that's like all over the place all the time because those people really struggle to grow. I can tell you this, man, cuz I've been like on Twitter for years. I've been on Twitter since 2011. And I started focusing on podcasting in 2000 late 2014 early 2015 um so i've been in the same industry doing the same thing for years and people now are like wow you've been podcasting and that's all you talk about so you focus on for years it's been my lane but through that time i've seen people on twitter that have switched their specific niche and who they are over and over and over again and it's sad because i can tell they're not developing any skills You know you having skills in one thing is different from having skills in five things you might think it sounds good to be a jack of all trades but people always forget the last part of that saying you know it goes jack of all trades master of none like you rather i personally rather be a master of one thing because then when you're a master of one thing now people know you for that one thing you can make more money from that one thing you can like literally just stand at one lane just one lane And, and this goes into what i talk about a lot Um, focus just really focusing on one specific thing that you really love that you're really good at Um, and again most people take it as this is bad and you should want to do multiple things and Gary V does this it's like man you're not Gary V yet are you are you a billionaire like do you have that you have multiple companies yet no you don't okay shut up just stick to one thing man like that's it Um, and I will say this If you are going to build skills again, they have to complement each other. It's like if you're going to be in health and wellness, it will be smart to have a personal training certification while also having something in a nutrition space and then maybe even some mindset experience, too. Right. Because all of those things are closely aligned. This is my rule of thumb, too. If you couldn't sell it, sell that skill to one person, you don't need it. Put it that way. If you can't sell that skill to one person and all of this benefits that come with it, you can't package it and put it in a product and sell it to one human. Then you don't need that skill. Like I could have had many opportunities to build skills in all these other different markets like real estate or tech or whatever. Like I just it's not valuable to what I'm doing long term. So I'm not focused on it. You know, that saves me a lot of time and a lot of energy. Now the second element the second to last element this is number two this is number two on the list the second most important is niching down this is kind of what i talked about with skills and focus you know but niching down i want to say this about it is look at it this way when you're niching down you're building a house right for those people that i've seen like women love to do this thing where They wanna talk about, you know, um, marketing and then also real estate and then personal finance, right? Three different fields, very different. And think of it this way. Every niche you're in is like you're building a house because building a personal brand is building a massive mansion. The bigger the mansion you build, the bigger um, compound, the bigger, whatever you wanna call it, empire you build, the bigger you build it, the more money you make the easier your life is just the better things are overall so you want to build this house as big as you can remember each house is one niche so if you're in real estate personal finance and i don't know the beauty industry now you're in three different clearly different markets now you're building three mansions at once meanwhile i'm across the street every day you can see me across the street i'm building this one mansion While you're working on your three, you're yelling at me, hey, I have three different mansions I'm building and I'm excited for you. Hey, that's good. But I'm building one mansion in just a few short months. My mansion has made a lot more progress than any of your mansions because you're building three mansions at once and I'm only building one mansion at a time. That's all niching down is, is focusing on building one mansion at a time. You know, and I know a lot of people say this thing like, well, I have all these different passions no, you don't, you have a lot of interests, but you have one main passion, you know, for me, that is podcasting, I also have an interest of basketball, like, I could start a basketball podcast right now, I could start blogging about it, and watching it all the time, and breaking down players and plays like I used to, but that's something I like to do, that's more of a hobby, that's not a passion, you know, that's an interest of mine, now, my passion is podcasting, because if I didn't get paid, I would still podcast. If I didn't make any money from it, I would still host a show. Part of the reason I stopped covering basketball the way I did is because I didn't make nearly as much money as I needed to make from it. So I said, well, if I, something got to go and I got to put my time somewhere else, this basketball stuff has to stop because I'm, I'm making money, but not nearly enough. So I understand you have multiple things you want to do, but think about the one that you really couldn't live without. And don't give me the BS of, oh, I can't live with any of them. I, I need all of them. That's, that's fake. That's BS. Like really, really think to yourself, which one can you not live without? And then think about which one is going to be the most profitable long term. Let's be real. The The most profitable I could have been. In the basketball world is I could become a top blogger or something like that. And maybe I'm on TV and have a show or maybe I have a big podcast and I'm making good money from that. But there's still a ceiling on that. You know, it's it's still a limit. And when it comes to podcasting, doing what I do now, there really is no limit because I can make products. Number one, I can make my own products. I can make software products. I can make things that make me money while I'm sleeping. You know how amazing that is to have something that is a machine that makes money even if you don't do anything you don't have to touch it people just go and buy it and they use it they get value from it and you don't have to do anything because you built it and not only do I have one I have three right now so it's just the ceiling on podcasting was way higher astronomically higher than basketball for me right <laughs> like i wasn't gonna be in the nba and do all of this stuff like no I did. you gotta be real let's be honest you can't live in this fairy tale world of i'm gonna be this professional and do all of these things like come on man it's not happening like i know some guys that are Thirty-four, still playing football. Like, come on, bro. No, you got you got to go to work tomorrow. You got to relax. <laughs> Put your energy somewhere else into something that's gonna benefit you long term in your life for real. So, at the very top, the most important, the most important skill to build your personal brand and most important element is digital presentation. I think this is by far, by far the most important in 2021. And I don't think people are really grasping the concept of digital footprint. And honestly, this is scary to me. I am terrified for a lot of people that I know people that I don't know because everything is going digital. Now everything with Bitcoin, we see even currency is going digital. The digital footprint means that everything you put online follows you forever. Once you put it online, you cannot delete it. It still exists somewhere in some cloud, save somewhere. Even if you put it up there and you delete it. um, I have a theory, maybe even if you type certain messages and you don't send them, it still exists somewhere. I don't think people think twice about that. It is really, really scary. And your digital footprint matters because, no, you're not trying to get a job or anything right now. You aren't trying to get funding from some big company right now. But what if you are in five years? Like, I I believe that a lot of people right now are making decisions based on current circumstances and how they think the world goes. It's it's like you got to think long term in five years, in 10 years. What is your life going to look like? There are some kids who are 17, 18 years old just doing insane things online. Now, I say this all the time. I really appreciate that I didn't have the Internet when I was young. Like we had MySpace, but even in on MySpace, I couldn't put that much, of cra- you know, I couldn't put crazy stuff on there for real. You know, the way the kids are now with like TikTok and all of this stuff is scary, because that stuff is gonna exist forever, forever. In the next fifty years, the internet is gonna continue to mature. We're, we're in the first twenty years of internet still; it's still very young. The internet isn't fifty years old, like. I experienced dial-up when the internet first started. Like, I remember those days printing out MapQuest directions. So the internet is very, very young. It hasn't matured a lot. But we've already found a way to keep track of everything that has been posted. Just imagine in 20 years when you want to do something, somebody brings up something you posted in 2019. Like People are already doing it now with tweets and stuff, but it's going to get worse when employers get this power. It's going to get worse when companies have this power, like, and you, let's say you have a business you want to sell and they're going to research you, right? I think we're going to get to a point where people can do it. Just the average person can go and look somebody up and find crazy things they posted from years ago. Like I could see that being a service in 2035. Oh, have your girlfriend vetted. And then a the guy pays 500 bucks to have his girlfriend vetted. not like a basic background check. Like, has she been to jail? I'm talking about a background check. Like, has she had OnlyFans account? And again, it sounds crazy now, but this is where the world is going. And I wanna be clear, I'm not saying there's something wrong with having an OnlyFans account. I don't care what you do. I'm just saying you need to be conscious about what you're putting online because this digital world is not going anywhere. It's only getting amplified. And that is a huge part of your personal brand. You may say, oh, it doesn't matter. Or this is my personal account. That shit matters. It may not matter to you but it matters to that job you're applying to that person you want to date all of that stuff you put online matters and th- this isn't something where it's like oh i don't care what people think it's not even that it's like we, we gonna get to a point you won't even know that they did this research on you and they're gonna find all this old crap about you and then judge you for it you know and that's obviously not fair to you but this is where the world is going so i just think we got to be conscious about that you know really really think And 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 really had in the back of your mind all the time, all the time. Like, how is this going to impact my personal brand? I think about that whenever I tweet anything, I post any pictures, anything like that. I I believe that you got to protect yourself, because if you don't protect yourself, who will? You know, if you don't protect you and what you've built and what you're creating, who is going to do that for you? Nobody. You have to do that yourself. So. I'm just saying, man, the digital footprint is super important, man. Do not forget that. So those are the key elements to building a strong, strong personal brand in 2021 and beyond. You know, some of these are just theories. Some of these are my opinion. But I truly believe that these are the main ways your brand is impacted overall. There are obviously a lot of other small elements, but these are the five biggest. You know, if you can nail these down and really, really focus on these, you'll be a successful entrepreneur thank you for listening to another episode of the personal branding playbook i'm your host coach chris and if you want a personal brand audit if you're trying to build that personal brand and get to that next level you gotta hit me up on twitter at the coach chris underscore we can work on your revenue streams your niche your market and even talk about how you can start to grow your personal brand and really scale you know i got some people that i know you can get on their podcast and, and featured in some publications and really really set yourself up for the next year to really grow your brand and scale these personal brand audits are completely free. Again, just send me a message on Twitter at the Coach Chris underscore. I'll see you next week when we talk more about building your personal brand and getting to that next level in entrepreneurship. I'm Coach Chris and I'll see you next time.